following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. First down, hand on Elliott, plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. Here are Mickey Spagnola, Brian Broaddus, Rob Phillips, and Bill Jones. What's up? Welcome into Talkin' Cowboys inside the SWBC Mortgage Studio. We're moving on. Week two. Cowboys Giants. Cowboys getting back to work here out at the Star in Frisco today. Jason Garrett will address the media at 1035-ish Central Time. But before that, we've got an hour to talk about uh, anything Cowboys. We can we can put our final touches on Carolina, but we're definitely going to move forward. Oh, I've moved forward on this one. To the Giants, and yeah. you've been watching tape, and you're yeah. going to have, uh, I think, your first batch of, of analysis on the site today, right, nemesis, Brian? The nemesis, the weapon, and the under-the-radar guys. So uh, hopefully uh, you have an opportunity to check that out. Uh, again, had an opportunity to sit down and watch the Giants some of the preseason, also watch them play Jacksonville in, in the, this past weekend. So some uh, some interesting takes uh, with, uh, with the new uh, – New head coach with Pat Shermer and what uh, and what uh, this uh, how this giant team looks a lot different from what the Giants teams we've seen in the past. Rob Phillips hosting for Bill Jones for now. We'll see if he gets back in here. It's his TV taping day just down the hall, so we'll see. But we got Mickey Mickey Spagnola in studio almost on time. Almost on time. <laughs> if they wouldn't have talked five minutes about some high school coach that got fired, I probably would have been right on time. Oh, what, why was that a discussion? It was a story that some kids spiked the water at practice, with, and he didn't report the kids. Oh, so he was trying to do the kids a favor, huh? He was probably yeah, probably trying to cover himself also. Oh, uh, maybe so. And then they dug up other stuff on him, and uh. they, they fired the guy. High school so they had Texas. to get your take on that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, they didn't, but I had to wait five minutes oh, until, they, oh, that's, oh, okay. until they finished with it. Hmm. Evidently, the hmm. the spike of choice in the water was some sort of male enhancement. Hmm. Interesting, something or the I'll other. I'll do that again. Uh, hmm. That's a big. That's a big. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Kids, okay. Kids these days. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I never heard of that one. That's a new one. Wasn't brownies, was it? <laughs> no. no. No, not at all. Are you? Hey, are you moved on? Are you moved on to New York? Yeah, let's go. Are we off of Carolina? Yeah. I, it's like you know you can't. As Brian said, all the low-hanging fruit has been picked already, so yeah. it's time to move forward. Yeah, I I feel like the mailbag questions haven't ended in terms of, hey, no, they will not. let's replace this coach, that coach, this play caller. Uh, look, it's one game in, and yeah. obviously I've said it two times this week, there are trouble signs that date back to last season. Sure. But, I mean, I went through it again, and I looked at the – the play sh- who played in the game. You had 10 new players offensively, five new starters. A lot of these guys missed time in preseason. I'm just not ready to, to panic. And that's what Cole Beasley said in the locker room yesterday. But obviously, they've got to get something going offensively. And they've got to do it quickly. And this won't be an easy challenge either. No, it won't be. It won't be at all. And, you know, I think that, to me, I always try and figure out why. That's my first thing. If you have problems, figure out why something happened. And, 
you know, I talk about the low-hanging fruit and all that. It's really easy to see, say, play call in this and that. But you got to really dive in. You got to dive into why uh, they didn't. They've they've struggled. You know, and and Mickey's talked about this before. Up until a certain point of last year, you know, the Atlanta game basically, or after the Kansas City game, you know, this team was doing a pretty good job offensively. They were, you know, they were, uh, they were, they were doing things. Uh, they were moving the football. They were running the football. Uh, Dak Prescott was making plays. They were putting up points. You know, they were having some success. They lost a couple of games. They probably shouldn't have lost the Green Bay game and the Giants game or the, uh, excuse me, the uh, Rams game. Rams. Yeah. yeah it's a couple of games they shouldn't have lost. But, you know, you, you need, you know, coaches tend to go back and say, okay, well, what, what is successful for us? What have we had? What has worked? What, you know, what combinations, you know, you, you go back, you always self study, you always self evaluate. Uh, you know, people will say, well, they're missing Dez, they're missing, uh, you know, Witten and all. But, you know, you, you've got to push on. The guys you have, you made a mention, they, they've got a lot of new guys. they got a lot of new coaches, too, at certain positions. But, you know, I, I just felt like, though, that it it might have seemed like a total collapse on the scoreboard. And there might be some issues with what was going on scheme-wise as far as up front and some of the blocking stuff they had to do with some of the personnel. But... They had receivers that got open. They just had a quarterback that just didn't throw to the open receiver. You know, if you if you scheme and design plays in order for them to to work, I mean, that's the whole idea is for them to work. But you have to have the execution of the players to do it. And I'm not putting it all on Dak, and I'm you know because he, everybody had a turn at this one. But they've got to figure this out. The Giants, as you said, Rob, this is not going to be an easy game for them defensively. They're going to have to do some things that to, they're going to have to move this giant front. And I mean, move them in a way of misdirections, play actions, anything, waggles, boots, screens. You've got to get these guys to play on the move because this secondary is better than what you played against Carolina. Now the test will be, okay, can you run the ball and maybe not have as many receivers get open? You know, that's going to be the real test because if they don't, if they revert back to some of the things that they did last week against Carolina, oh, they'll lose this game too. They won't move the ball. They'll look bad. So they better figure out some things very quickly here. Jacksonville had, and and with their limited offense early in that game when Fournette was on the field, they they had the Giants' defense on the run. Yeah. They But they were moving. They were getting to the outside. They weren't trying to just run right up the middle. Right. Uh, they were spreading them out, uh, get, getting a lot of uh, kind of horizontal plays uh, to get vertical. And, and it was working until Fournette got hurt. So a uh, lot of pulling, making those big old guys in the middle have to run. Yep. Make them run laterally. Yep. And, and, and so they, they, were, they, were, they were moving the football until Fournette got hurt and then things kind of bogged down. Um, but, but offensively, Look, I was I was kind of charting the game, and it was the first quarter, and I got to right here, and I wrote down Giants O line inhales air. Yeah, hmm. I mean, they were terrible. That's a big problem for them. It still is. That would be yeah. that would be something that our buddies at the Giants.com, when they do a show very similar to ours, they will they will talk about. 
the matchup problems that they have with the with the Cowboys defensive line. And I'm talking about the starters and the backups. Which, by the way, we'll get our buddy on either yeah. Thursday or Friday. Yeah, John, John Schmelk, and yes. he, he wrote about the line earlier this he's week. He's really yeah. good. Yeah. But, yeah. but they, they will talk about the problems that they have. You know, this will be one of these games where, okay, who offensively can do some of the things that Mickey's talking Function. about? Function. Function, yeah. I mean, I – it's there's there's going to be a lot of questions on. I think the best way to attack the Giants is move them. I think that's they're, they're, they could be in a very aggressive. They're a three four front. This is new for them, but they could be very aggressive at linebacker. You could see, and Mickey's right. You could see the play action stuff that they were doing with with Blake Bortles, and it was affecting the way that the Giants were attacking. They step up and attack the line. So you you you've got to take advantage of them stepping up and then the ability to get some guys open. But I, I I will say this again, Carolina's secondary is not as good as the Giants secondary is. And that, and now, now it turns into, okay, you won at Carolina. You had some guys win at Carolina. Can you have receivers win against these Giants corners? That's where this is game's going to fall. And, and that, and I thought the key thing with their defense playing better was, Eli Apple seemed to yes. be engaged. He played yes. better. Yes. He played a yes. really good game, which, right. you know, previously it's like you never knew what universe he was on. Uh, he, he seemed to be locked in. He was. And they, they, they played without Olivier Vernon in this game, though. And, and I think I, they'll continue. And it didn't look like yeah, he's going to be back. It sounds like he's not going to be back. So what that means is that they have to turn around now. And and use uh, use veteran. They had the the, the veteran uh, guy who is my guy, Car- uh, Connor Barwin, mm-hmm. yeah. is who has to play for him in that spot. And Connor Barwin is not as good a player as Olivier Vernon. And it's a different and he spot. He didn't really emerge. I didn't hear his name. He, I don't think till maybe the fourth quarter. He's a very much a jump on the pile guy now. Mm. He's a run real fast and get over there and jump on the pile guy. Yeah. So they, they've got they've got some like we say we I'll write about you know with Damian Harrison today. Right about him. I mean, there's things they're going to have to deal with with this front. I don't think they're as good a pass rushing front as what we saw in Carolina. Well, how do you think the scheme change affects things? Because we're used to the Giants being a four three team. Uh, they got a new DC, I believe it's it's James Betcher. Uh, Betcher is yeah. how you pronounce it. He's he's highly regarded around the league. He's installed a three four front. Right. Uh, Vernon, when he's healthy, is going to be an outside rushing linebacker. That's true for them. Yep. And so he plays the will. Yeah. Is the will. Barwin's in that spot now. So how does, how do you think it affects the way they rush the passer? Well, I mean, the thing about the three four is yeah. like when Wade was here, you don't know where they that don't have, rushers coming from. They don't have that dynamic guy. They, you know, the, when the giants were winning super bowls, well, they've won super bowls in the two thousands. I shouldn't say that, but but they were a team that that always had a when the three four with Parcells they always had a guy like a Lawrence Taylor and those kinds of guys. But they don't have now without without Olivier Vernon there. That's that's a that's a that's a problem. That's a problem for them because they don't have that guy. I mean they've got a couple of guys. They have this young guy Kerry Woods. It's number seventy two. Excuse me, Kerry Wynn, seventy two. He's not a bad player for them. Uh, you know uh, they uh, this Kareem Martin number ninety six. Is a guy that kind of can can rush a little bit, but they don't have somebody that you're kind of just going, oh, you've got to take him out of the game. You know, you've got to deal with him. Without Vernon in there, that that's 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 a struggle for them, and that's why their secondary has to play as well as they do because they don't have the pass rush that that, that you know, and, and they may yeah. be in a three four, but as soon as you go three wide, it's a fourth two. 
Yeah. So that's fair. Yeah. You know, and uh, the nickel defense. Do you want to try a, and yeah. spread them out? You know, the, I thought the Cowboys ran the ball much better when they spread out Carolina with three wide or four wide and, and, and try to hand the ball off. So we'll, we'll Mickey, see if they make that adjustment. Mickey's absolutely right, though. You're just not going to run the ball in the teeth of this defense and expect to move Harrison out of there. Kind of reminds you of this matchup from yeah. last week. Yeah, you just don't I mean – that's just not going to be conducive to what they want to do. Tomlinson's you, a big tackle, too, yes, inside. So. Yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna, what you're going to do is you're going to down, down, and around guys. And I mean down, down, and around is angle block some guys – Get some guys on the outside. Make these giant cornerbacks and safeties. Now, that, that 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 Landon Collins is a hell of a player, and they've also got a nice young player, a guy they got from Tennessee named Curtis Riley. That's a, a safety number thirty-five. He's a very aggressive player. But all of a sudden, you get these guys to have to keep coming down, keep coming down, keep coming down on the edge to have to defend the run. Now you're going to get the shots behind. Now you'll maybe see the ball go down the field. You know, people were asking me, "Hey, Brian, you know we." We've talked about this all along. We, we, you know, all training camp, what do we see? Deep pass, deep pass, deep. We talked about it uh, to the point where it's like, okay, this is something they're going to have to do to back them up. But th- now the deep pass comes off a play-action pass. So if you can kind of get the running game going and you're not in second and 21 and third and 17 yeah. and all those kind of ridiculous downs and you can and, and stay ahead – I do think you're going to see more read option this week. I think you're going to see Dak Prescott do some more things with his legs this week. It's where he's comfortable. It's where he's comfortable. It's where he's moving around. They, they've got to get him back in the rhythm of him playing in the game and not just standing there and trying to read what's going on. Yeah. Get him to flow in the game. But it doesn't. It means also not being in second and 21. Right. You get a holding call. Uh, Lyle Collins get a holding call. When, it's it's a guaranteed disaster for this offense. We've all we've all understand. You that. go back and watch the game from Sunday, and that those first four drives, yeah. it's like they they didn't give themselves a chance. No, it was no, like I mean, they it was, forfeited the possessions. Yeah, no doubt, no chance. First first possession, you're sitting there third and twenty six. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, call yeah. the play. Right, give me it. Which one works? Should I go deep? You know, and it wasn't like third and twenty six at the thirty yard line. It's third and 26 at the 10. Right. And you can't afford to make a mistake. No. All you're going to do is dump the ball off and punt and hope your defense plays well. You hope your punter kicks it 50 yards every time. Which he about he did, did about too, did. huh? Yeah, he yeah. might have been the player but of the de- game. Defensively, defensively though, they, they did a good job against Carolina. I mean, it'll be – hey, we'll talk about – I'm sure we'll get into the Giants' offense a little bit more tomorrow and what needs to be done there. But there's yeah. some things they're going to have to deal with, and, and they're capable of. They've got the personnel to match up with the Giants pretty well. I mean, one of the things we talked about with this offensive line, it might not have been the strongest offensive line without Travis in there and with Connor Williams starting, but it, it, it was pretty agile. It was mobile. Yeah. They yeah. could move. And we, we saw, saw that a lot. It, right? We saw that. We saw it we so saw much. That. Yeah, we saw well, that. That's, that's surprising to me. And we've also seen them use Tavon Austin quite a bit. You know, the one screen – I think there's one. I think this is one of those things. If this staff, and I know people out there right now are, are laughing at me for saying this, but if the staff is really going to self-evaluate what they did in week one, they need to go back and think about okay, what did we want to do? What we, what what do we want to do going in this game before it was second and twenty-one and third and seventeen? Do we want to get the ball more to Tavon Austin? Do we? You know, I think I think if you want to look at a real positive, was the ball to Cole Beasley. I hope they continue to get the ball to Cole Beasley. That, that to me is a great option. He he looks by far he looks the most comfortable playing with Dak Prescott. He's it's like Dak Prescott understands where he's going to be. Yeah. And I'm not saying that 
And here again, the fans out there are probably saying, well, brought us. They didn't have a lot of time in the preseason. Well, they worked a lot in the, you know, we watched 25, 30 practices where they, they were working every day with receiver routes and where they needed to be and stuff. And Cole was his guy two years ago, 75 sure. catches. And so, yeah, I don't worry about that. I mean, if you, Cole said yesterday they had one miscommunication on a right. throw. Um, but if you want to call a number one receiver on this team, label yeah. one a guy, I yeah. think it's Beasley. Yeah. Now, he's not your traditional guy because you're going to move him around, no. and he's going to primarily probably play in the slot. But, but this this might be a game where it's best to play with more wide receivers than tight ends. And I know folks out there, once again, are asking, well, hey, Broadus, what about – Seeing Rico Gathers this week. Mailbag on DallasCowboys.com. Yeah, right check now. that out. But yeah, I, I you know, I, I think this is more about let's see six guys play. And let's see six guys be effective playing. I mean, it's gonna be tough. The this the secondary I think is a lot better coverage wise. But you know, hey, they they were capable. They got open last week. Let's see if they can do it again this week and let's see if the quarterback can reward them for running good routes. I really you know, when you mentioned Rico, sorry. Uh I heard someone saying, Well, yeah, they don't have any red zone threats, and I said, Well, Gotta get you got to get there first before the, yeah. you have a threat, and yeah. I think they were O for O in the. I know, did they ever they get to the well? The one play, yeah. They the, the running play, the right? Run, yeah, the, the option for the, the touch, option, yeah. which, which is pretty creative, by the way. Yeah. Uh, but you got to get to the red zone before you have a red zone option, you know. And 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 we're, and we're starting to get this, uh, this revisionist history, right? Mm-hmm. Well, they don't have Dez in the red zone. Well, what was the biggest problem last year? They connect connect with Dez in the red zone, right? right. Now they don't have Witten. Well, what did Witten have last year? Four touchdowns? Did you read my Five? answer on the mailbag and now you're debunking no, I, it? No, I did not. Because that's what I wrote on the mailbag because, hang on, Mick. I, the one thing I think you could count on with Dez is you could throw it up to him with a fade route in the end zone. But he wouldn't catch it last year. Well, okay, but... I. I felt like that was more of a go-to option for him than the other what, stuff wh- during, during the drives. I but we got to see somebody in the red zone first. <laughs> well, that's fair, but I'm just trying to look for options, new options, besides handing the ball to 21. I love handing my, the ball to 21. That's my number one, two, and three option. How about but, this? How about this? Knowing when they went two-point conversion and they spread them out, everybody, we were sitting there, go, here's quarterback draw. And you knew it, and they still yeah. see. That's that's the kind of offense you want to be able to run where they, they know you're going to run the football, but you can still run the football. Or yeah. you can still execute plays. Maybe in different ways. Yeah. 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 Hey, Using your better, quarterback's legs. I understand everybody's <clears throat> apprehension about Scott Linehan and, and the, the play calling. I, I get it. But I also understand just the fact that, you know, and, and, and hey, folks, you have the opportunity if you want to watch the All-22. I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to sit there and act like and beat you up and, you know, and, and say, well, you don't know what you're talking about, but if you want to sit down and watch it, feel free. Get the game pass, sit down and watch. Because you will see guys that get open. You will see that. You will see some creative play calling. You'll see on a third and three of him running a bunch of formation, motioning Beasley to show Dak Prescott they're in man coverage. Guy went with him. Guy went back out with him. You know, these are things that, you know, you, you can you could point to things and say, that's the problem, that's the problem, that's a problem. But you could also you could see it with your own eyes that, well, wait a minute. That what I thought was a problem is really not the problem. This is the problem. Mm-hmm. Which that, that's that's where I think that we get a little bit lazy with our analysis. Is do we want to immediately say that Scott Linehan's an idiot? And I can hear everybody out there right now saying he is an idiot. Brought us. He is an idiot. You know. But there's there's times where they do some creative things where he's not rewarded for his creative thought or the th- the creative plan that they put together that day. That's well said. Which yeah. I was reminded of. Having to watch the game on TV, yeah. you 
you can't see what's going on. No, you can't see. You get the game pass. You get the game pass. I feel sorry for you guys. Yeah, you get. You know, feel feel free to. You know, I know a lot of people disagree with me and what I say, and I and I'm not beating you up as a former scout. I'm not trying to do it, but if you want to take the opportunity to sit down and watch it, you you can. You can see it with your own eyes. You could say, well, wow, okay, that was. I didn't think that watching the game the first time. But you go back and watch the All-22 again. You, you, could, you could say, whoa, whoa, I see what they were trying to do here. Why do you think, just ever so often, the networks don't show an All-22? Is there – what, I I mean, what, what are they against? I would personally – you know, I would love to watch a game from the end zone the whole time. Yes. I, I mean, I, Isn't that kind of what Booger's doing on the, on the Monday no, Night he's all over on that, but, that but Rays thing. But with that in preseason a little bit. I, I, if you, if you really showed did. me – Yeah, you showed, right, Kent. You showed me like a, a high-up view from behind of all 22 – that's that's the best way to watch I, me personally. I get more out of watching because you see, you see guys, you see blocking schemes, you see defensive coverages, you see how guys react to routes. See what the safeties are doing. Well, see, see yeah. what about even if you just did it on on the replay? Yeah, you know, just just get up high yeah. and, and show me the twenty two, and well, then diagram it Romo. That's for what they've me. done with Romo. If you notice, though, he'll they'll show, uh, and CBS has done a nice job with this. They'll show really like the all 22 from the side almost and Romo will circle and then he'll draw into where guys needed to be in coverage and what he's seeing and stuff. I think it's a great way to learn football myself. Anytime you can watch it, you know, but I, I just encourage folks, if you want to, you know, I'm not going to sit here and, and, and try and convince you this is the way it is. You can see it with your own eyes. If you go and get that opportunity, you'll see what, what, Mickey and you and Bill Jones and everybody on DallasCowboys.com is talking about. So the lesson here, get your all-22 pass. And <laughs> it's keep, worth keep it. it. It is. It it's is. totally worth it. And we're it. not getting a commission no, on this. We're no, we're not. I'm, I'm just, just trying it, to help it fans. So much. I'm trying to help fans because when I talk about this, you know, and I have to answer Twitter questions about it, and they're like, well, no, this is not. Well, no, let me just go watch. Yeah. Just go watch, and you'll see exactly what we're talking about. All right, let's take our first break. By the way, 888-855-2297 is the number if you want to jump on. We'll come back. We'll continue looking at the Giants, mostly defensively and how the Cowboys can try to right the ship a little bit offensively next. It can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters. You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the internet for answering your financial questions. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. I definitely have an Instagram foodie thing, but the low-light camera on my new Samsung Galaxy S9 from AT&T is getting me a whole new world of likes and shares. Baskets of bread by candlelight, colorful fruit plates in full sun, even a dimly lit Cobb salad was recently hailed as a masterpiece. Come in now and ask how to get half off the new Samsung Galaxy S9 from AT&T. AT&T, more for your thing. That's our thing. Limited time only. See store for details or att.com slash Samsung 50. Dual aperture supports F15 mode and F24 mode. Dual aperture is installed on the rear camera. Oh, I am craving a Dr. Pepper. I got some soda. I asked not for soda. I asked for ice cold, craveable Dr. Pepper. Its flavor is more one-of-a-kind than a foretold sloth with a thirst for speed. So stop settling for soda and start demanding Dr. Pepper. 
I love sloths. When you crave a Dr. Pepper, nothing else will do. Grab an ice-cold 20-ounce Dr. Pepper today. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. To work this big land, you need equipment with values rooted as deep in Texas soil as you are. Like John Deere compact tractors with a six-year powertrain warranty and big features that help you work less so you have more time to do what you love. John Deere was first in the Texas fields, and we're proud to be on the field as the official ag and turf equipment of the Dallas Cowboys. Find Texas-sized deals at myjohndeerdealer.com slash football. Terms, conditions, exclusions, and warranty limitations apply. See dealer for details. Back to Talking Cowboys. All right, here we go. Pick your plays, not your wedgies. Tommy John is the most comfortable underwear on the planet and comes back by a no-wedgie guarantee. If you suffer a wedgie in Tommy John's, they'll give you your money back guaranteed. Wow. Shop exclusive Cowboys underwear at TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys for 20% off your first order. Got them on right now. No wedgies at all. I you know what? Wedgie it's funny. free, Brian. It's funny you say that because I have mine on too. Yes. I wore the socks yesterday, but the, the, all the all the Tommy John products are so comfortable. You know, a big guy like me, you, you don't want to you don't want to have to be you know adjusting stuff. Yeah. You just want to be comfortable, and Tommy John's that perfect stuff. Need to get it. The undershirts are my favorite part. Yeah, they are good. They're awesome. They're antimicrobial. Is that right? Antimicrobial? <laughs> that means I'm not going to sweat in them? I think so. I think so. Can't get any infections? No more of those for you. I All couldn't right. say the word. It was a yeah. hard word, and I picked it thinking, okay, this is going to be the easiest read to do. Microbial? Is that right? That You got it. I screw my, it up every my, time. I, I just kind of went, ooh, okay, microbial. <laughs> I, I said it wrong there. I can't yeah. say words correctly. It's copywriting 101. You got to make yeah. the words easy. Yes. Easy to read, easy to say. That's okay, though. Yeah. We love Tommy John. And we love Horace in Atlanta. What's up, man? You're up first on Talking Cowboys. Hey, what's Cowboys. up, guys? How you doing? Appreciate you take, taking my call. No problem. Brian, I got, a, I got a bone to pick with you. I got a few points that kind of refute some of the things that you were saying. Okay. First of all, um, I think the great Mike Tyson said it first. Everyone has a great plan until you get hit in the mouth. True. And then you got to see what happens. Yes, sir. And Carolina's defense definitely hit us in the mouth. They did. That's the first point. The second point. Innovative and creative is good, but when the Packers played the Cowboys in the Ice Bowl, one of the greatest, actually two of the greatest coaches that ever coached going against each other, one one did on that last play, uh, quarterback sneak. Yes. You know, nothing fancy. Yeah. I think the next year they played each other, the roles were reversed. The Cowboys had the chance to win on the last play with offense. And I love Tom Landry, but he did some complicated play that didn't work. It's like sprint right option, I believe. Yeah. And you got the years reversed. Yeah, it's reversed. But go ahead. You're you're rolling right along. You're good. Forget it. He's rolling. Yeah, you're good. Okay. So, so therefore, you know, sometimes you got to use simplicity. And we have a a strong offensive line with a mobile quarterback. Okay. And I don't believe, and once again, that's come to coaching, you got to know what you have. True. You know, if I have, if I have a scalpel, I'm not trying to, to, to use it like a sword, and vice versa. If I have a sword, I'm not trying to use it like a scalpel. You have to know what you're working with, and I don't think that our coaching staff does that on the offensive side. Okay. Now, another point I want to make that is, to reiterate that is coaching is that our defense is pretty much the same defense that it was last year. No no big number one picks that come in and making a big impact. You know, Vanderhurst and, and Kotako, none of those guys are really – 
impacting our defense right now. What has changed on our defensive side is we got a new coach that has come in and kept our kept our team in the game until our quarterback, which didn't have a great game, but I'm going to tell you what he didn't do. He didn't turn the ball over three times, which, which was the thing that our last quarterback did when we played this team and, and threw us out of the game. You know, we had three interceptions against the Carolina Panthers a long time ago when we was a few years ago when we played them on Thursday, and our quarterback threw us out of Tony. the game because of the picks. Tony we didn't on have any picks, and we went to the last second, and we were still in this game even though our team didn't play bad. So that lets me know that if you're in a game where you have a score or less, that's coaching if you cannot get that score. All right. Because your team is fighting, and your coaching should be able to get you a touchdown to get you over the hump. All right. Well said, Horace. Appreciate the call. Referring to Tony Romo throwing three picks on Thanksgiving, I believe. Wasn't he laying like they needed a spatula to yes. get him off the field? Yeah. He yeah. rebroke his collarbone in yeah. that game and was done for the year. Yeah. After he threw Yeah, three Dax picks. didn't throw four interceptions like the guy down the road, right? He, di- he didn't, and... You know, if there's one thing the defense could have done better besides defending Cam, they had two more chances at takeaways. Yeah. Jeff Heath with a, a pick that you wrote about, and sure. I think Awuzie was in on a potential well, fumble he recovery. Ripped the ball out. He ripped it out. They, they, yeah, they couldn't get it, it, recover. couldn't get yeah, it recovered. It, Crawford was really close, and the, 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 the receiver fell back down on the ball afterwards. Um, I think this defense is different, and, yeah. and, I, and I'll disagree with Horace, and I appreciate his call. I think Taco did play pretty well. I thought that, so too in that game. I, I felt like though that I didn't feel like that Sean Lee played particularly well. I didn't feel like that really Jalen Smith played all that well. Uh, you know, just watching the tape. And you can throw Wilson in there too. Yeah, I, I think that to me it was they went with the same safeties. It was a new safety playing really. If you want to think about things, Kayvon Frazier having to go the whole game and also have special teams duties as well. Yeah, tip of the cap to him playing with a bad shoulder and all that. I understand, you know, with Chris Richard and what he's done, I appreciate, I do, I appreciate the passion and fire and, you know, the the discipline that he's brought to this defense. But, uh, you know, his questions about being innovative and simplistic and stuff like that, I, I just, I'm not here to defend the coaches. And I think everybody, if you're taking it that way, that's the wrong way. I, I mean, Mickey gets on me about trying to fire the head coach all the time, you know, and there's times when he's right and there's times when he's wrong. But, I think we've been very fair about that. And I'm trying to be fair right now that there are times when Scott Linehan and the staff put together a, you know, or, or put together a game plan. They call a player two that thinks going to work, and they throw a screen to the outside, and all of a sudden they get a block in the back penalty. Or they run a like I said, they run a bunch formation, and then they don't get the quarterback to look at the, where the ball needs to go. You know, or those those are I, you know I don't know how you blame the coaching staff for that. But I, 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 there's nobody that's been more critical of these coaches than me. Now, I'm more willing to give these guys the benefit of the doubt now because there's a new quarterback coach, there's a new tight ends coach, there's a new offensive line coach, but they don't have a whole hell of a lot of time to work with. You know, you start losing some games, and next thing you know, it's going to not be the coaching staff here anymore. We had that discussion last night on – Mickey will love this – the happy hour show, which you're, I think you're on it next week. I am, but I listened to part of it. Coming in this morning. Is this a must-win case? Oh, 
It is for both teams. It is. Well, see, that's it, where, it, and that's yeah. and that's where Derek and I, Derek and I, when I was on the show with them a couple of years ago, that's where Derek and I went round and round and round about, and that's just the personnel guy in me because I know that you lose this game now. Okay, where are you? Because you lost the first game, you're now you're going to be zero and two. And try, you know, but and people say, well, what about the '93 Cowboys? That was a rare team, dude. I'd said that, that last a, night. That was that's a rare football I, team playing the right best, there. The best dynasty we've ever seen. But and as people say, the Saints last year. But it said that the, the same rare. thing came up in '93. Yeah. It was the same, you know. Oh, nobody that goes zero and two ever yeah. gets to the playoffs right. or wins the Super Bowl, and they didn't take into account why they lost the first two games or how good they were. Right. You know, yeah. and then they reeled off seven straight wins. Yeah. I, the one that sticks out to me is only a few years back. It was 2011, and they they started one and one, but they went to San Francisco. I believe that was a year. The Jesse Holly game. The Jesse Holly game. Yeah. Romo played with a punctured lung in that game. Right. Witten's ribs were busted up. I believe they knew the urgency of having to win that game sure. and not fall into 0 and 2 and they talked about it afterwards like this is this is a big oh, week. No, this I, is a huge I, week. I there's there, I'm not I'm not going to pick against them this week. I'm not because I feel like that they will go back and they'll look and they'll say okay, what do we have to you have some familiarity with this team that they're about to play. They'll understand okay what works, what doesn't work. But you you're going to get this not that the sense of urgency wasn't there in Carolina, the execution was very poor. You know, except on the defensive side. Now, okay, I'll say this on defense. Until they figure it out that they can't over pursue and they can't in, in play out of their uh, out of their lanes. You know, once they figure that out, though, they they did a great job. People say, well, what adjustments did this team ever make? Mickey brought it up to you, though. They 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 spread the, they spread Carolina out. They took Luke Keekley out of the play. If you follow Jeff Swartz, the offensive lineman, he'll show you a mistake that was made in the game. On the, first, on the very first play of the game with Lyle Collins. Watched that last night. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, you, you... I don't know if that would have gone for a touchdown. Well, it would have been a significant game. Yeah. I think that, to me, you know, when you miss opportunities like that, it's real easy to point the finger at people. You know, say, well, this guy's an idiot. This guy, you know, they can't do this, can't do it. And again, I, I, I can hear the fans talking to me right now in my head that, you know, that, that well, this has been the way all the time, Broadus. It really wasn't that way for eight, nine games last year. It wasn't. They were scoring points. They were moving the football for for the thirteen win season. You know, we weren't really complaining about this thing being predictable or simplistic. They were running the ball on first down and making six, seven yards a shot. You know, wasn't was it was it simplistic and all that? Then it's kind of what Zeke talks about. It's like, yeah, y'all stop asking me about loading the box because they've been loading the box on me for three years now. Yeah, it's they know what you're gonna do. The yeah. second half <clears throat> against Carolina. They held them to 84 yards. Yeah. 84 yards. Uh. So did they make some sort of adjustment? Yeah. Because I think Cam ended up rushing for minus one after the 50, what did he have, 59 yards? I yeah. think he fi- finished yeah, with 58. Yeah. So he had minus one the rest of the way. Mm. So, yeah, they made an adjustment, you know, quit over pursuing. Yeah. You know, and, and sometimes I think, you know, I understand Rod – aggressive get up the field but at at other times you have to be cognizant that okay that's fine but they just might run the ball on me right you know it's not all about chasing the quarterback Mm -hmm. so you know it's fine for the inside guys to create havoc but they got to still hold down the edge better play with some discipline this week with Saquon Barkley handing him the football because he will take it one way he will completely stop 
And then while you are on all on one side of the field, he will take it back the other way. And, you know, so they're going to have to play with some discipline. Even though the kid's a rookie, he's one of the – he reminds me, and this is high praise, he reminds me of Barry Sanders in wow. the way he plays. That's and, about and, as high and as it gets, man. I will say this. Barry Sanders was very difficult to tackle. His stop-start quickness was unbelievable. He, this guy has the ability to score from any place on the field. I don't, and he's a little more physical than he Barry is hard, Sanders. He is hard. He's a, he's a compact guy that when you – you can bounce off him. Jacksonville's got some good tacklers in that defense, and they had some guys bouncing off him. You better be ready to, to bring it with this guy. Let's just put it this way. He's a hoss. He, he is. is a hoss. Yeah. I don't know if you do this, but because you great, you have your top 50 guys every year for us Yeah, coming out of the draft. He was number two. He was number two. Would you have had him higher than Zeke coming out of the draft? They were in the same class? I think I would – I. To me, I think that where I would have rated Zeke better, Zeke in, is was if you talk about complete back, complete back. I, I think to me, Zeke is more of a complete back. Now, my favorite, the highest rated guy of the guys recently I had was Gurley. Gurley was the Gurley was my guy of, of if you said, well, which back would you have taken instead of Zeke? I would have taken Gurley over any of these backs. Mm-hmm. But I, I just this Barkley kid. When you watch him play, he he reminds me of Barry Sanders. He sure but, does with the way his balance, stop, start, quickness, the spin, the cuts, you know, all that stuff. I could see why the Giants drafted him. The Giants in one day might look up though and see that guy across the the field from them, and that you know plays in the same stadium. Is like, boy, we should have taken this guy as our future quarterback. We'll see. But I, I do like the pick of Barkley though. He had. They they managed to hold him in check except for the one run. Yeah. He had a 68-yard touchdown run. So he had one run for 68. He had 17 runs for 38. Yeah. So they were struggling offensively except for that one play. Yeah. That one play turned See, that's, that whole that's, thing around. I, I can't tell you how many times I've seen Sanders when I was in Green Bay. Minus one, minus three, five, minus one, minus two, 58 yards. That, that's how his carries would go in yeah. a game. Yeah. You know, and you and this kid, this kid has the same. But yeah, Mickey's right. Jacksonville did a good job of getting to him, though. They did. They did. You've got to get bodies to him. You got to tackle him, and you got to be careful of him bouncing off. Barry well, Church played a good game, by the yeah. way. Barry was a little yeah. sore after that one. Yeah, he was having to. Do, he was having to do a lot of tackling. A lot of tackling. By the way, one more note because Horace mentioned this about Taco and the call. Yeah. Uh, speaking of safeties. Both starting safeties, Heath and Frazier, did not miss a snap. They nope. didn't come off the field the never, other night. Never did. Uh, Taco had more snaps in the game than Demarcus Lawrence by one. Yeah. Taco played 49 snaps in the game, and Antoine Woods did too. And they both played well. Yeah. So that's that's encouraging I, I, two young players. You I was know? talking to Rod Marinelli yesterday at lunch. I said, Coach, I go, great job of getting the, the sack that Malik Collins had. He, you know, he had just backup players on the field. You know, Ross, Taco, those guys were all rushing the passer. It wasn't – they got pressure and a sack with backup players, which is something that Mickey and I, and we've all talked about this. You know, what happens when they take the starters off the field? Do they get pressure? Do they make plays? You know, for a, for a long time, that wasn't the case. It looks like that that has changed for the better for this defense. Well, what it used to be is, okay, the – the offense is backed up at the 10 yard line. Let's put the backups in. Right. And then all yeah. of a sudden Big they're play. at the 50 yeah. and it's like, okay, here comes the Calvary. You guys yeah. are out. Yeah. 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 All right. Let's take our final break. 
Matt and Austin, keep holding. We'll get you on the other side. 888-855-2297 is the number if you want to join us in our final segment next on Talking Cowboys. Cowboys fans know that the second best of anything simply won't cut it, and your skincare should be no different. A longtime locker room favorite of the players and the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Dallas-based Jack Black, is the number one best-selling men's skincare brand in the country because we make products that help guys look, smell, and feel better. Visit getjackblack.com cowboys to get $10 off your first order of $50 or more. Jack Black, look good, smell good, feel good. Official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at Stetson.com cowboys. What does it mean to be a Dallas Cowboys fan? It means you've got the passion and the heart to do your part supporting the boys no matter what. That's why when the game's on the line, you're on your feet, whether you're at home or in the stands. Actually, you're more than a fan. You are a member of Cowboys Nation, and so is AT&T, doing their part to keep you connected to America's team all season long. AT&T is a proud member of Cowboys Nation. Back to talking cowboys bill jones now joins the fray hello sports fans and this is a guy that doesn't need this product for that face but he'll take it if you <laughs> yeah, give it right. to him you want to use what the pros use jack black's the official men's skincare brand of the dallas cowboys get your jack black playmaker for jack black faves plus full-size lip balm for just 10 bucks with free shipping you can get this at get jackblack.com use the code cowboys that stuff is really really good i still have some of my shampoo and body wash but i'm turning that we're bottle gonna, over we're gonna take care of you we've talked turning about that this. bottle just over give me your order I just yeah. had enough just give <laughs> i didn't give have me, to resort gotta, to my wife's shampoo this morning i got some so. Got some. We got the order form between Mickey and I. We will take give me, care. Give of you. me what you need. Yeah, yeah. All right. absolutely. You I know, mean. and you know what was underrated was the sunscreen. Yes, I that u- was that was key. Yeah, I used it was great. It at training camp. Yes. Yeah, that is good. And when you have a big forehead, you, you know, got you a big forehead. You know what that's all about. I'm with you on that. Yeah, <laughs> drive-in movie theater. Bill trolling me on Twitter last night. That was a good troll job by you. <laughs> I, I tweeted I, that the A&M loss. It got really high ratings. Obviously, yeah. big game against Clemson. I said that was the best loss ever. Yeah. And Bill said, what was the worst loss ever? <laughs> Kent, what was the worst know, loss in Aggie history? Brian, do you know what the worst loss in A&M like Kent, in terms of score? 60, uh, 66 to 7? No, no, no. Was it 70, 77? 77 to nothing. Was that in that was game we played in Norman, I believe. I believe so, yes. Yeah. But didn't they, beat him the pre- didn't they beat him the previous year 66 to 7? Probably. It was back-to-back years where they, it was. <laughs> Actually, but there was one year. Reggie McNeil was a quarterback. They beat OU. 
Yeah, the one yeah. ranked team. I was yes. there. Yeah, yeah, I was at that game too. He was well. a freshman yep. that year. Yeah, that's right. They thought he was going to be Whatever happened young. with Reggie McNeil? It didn't happen. From Lufkin, Texas. It just didn't happen. But it, it was that didn't was didn't happen. That was a good half a season though. Sort of like yeah. the two point conversion play. Yeah. Oh well. I wasn't a fan of that. Nobody is. Sprint ride options a terrible call unless you're <laughs> Joe Montana in 1981. <laughs> <laughs> That's when that play was really, really good. And he was trying to throw it to why John do, Candy. Away, why do you? Yeah, yeah. Why do you? Why do you limit yourself with space? I never quite understood that. Because you never, ran everybody into the corner. That's what I'm saying. Why would you limit yourself with space? I've never quite understood. I'm all about options. Quarterback, about not sprint right. Quarterback option. option would have been better. Yeah. Anything but. We that. got some college football Saturday night. Yes. AT and T Stadium, Ohio State. Do you give TCU any chance against Ohio State? Yes. You do. I do. I think because TCU defensively, Gary Patterson, he'll have them ready. He'll have he, Gary Patterson <laughs> might not have the horses to run the race, but he'll come up with a good scheme. Yeah, he'll come up with something to kind of mess with their but I, with their I, offensive scheme. Young quarterback for TCU is going to have some difficulties with the Ohio State defense. Yeah, they got to block. But how is Bosa? Is both Bosa's hurt now? Am I? Am I? Is m- make, Bosa hurt? I think he was. Like Joey yeah, is. Yeah, both of them yeah. are hurt now. So we'll see. Oh, that makes a difference. I will not make that, that mistake. I'll be watching you from home. You won't yeah, be it's working. Great college football Saturday this yeah. week. Yeah, got if, a lot of good matchups. If you're in the area, check that out. And Sunday, AT and T Stadium, single game tickets, Giants game, forty bucks yeah. on DallasCowboys.com. Now Zeke can't go to the Ohio State game, right? Or can what, what's their schedule on a night before? Like it, it's a seven o'clock kickoff. They usually have. They got to be here when seven o'clock yeah. meetings. Yeah, yeah. so he, he's not going to be. He'll probably go speak to the team. Go show up and speak to the yeah, team. That'd be cool. Yeah, right? he'll do that like on Friday. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Over there and hang out with him a little bit. Right. Big football weekend at the stadium. Uh, let's get back to the phone lines, gentlemen. Matt in Austin, you're up next on Talking Cowboys. What's up, Matt? Hey, gentlemen. Thanks for taking the call. Um, no problem. I think I've come to terms with the loss at Carolina because I don't think anybody strolls into Carolina and has a great day at their house. I mean, they're a good team. They've appeared in the playoffs quite a bit. Well said. Um I think the defense played well enough for me to have some hope there. And I think offensively, you know, we ran, what, Matt, 60, Matt, 70 plays? Matt, what way, what way did the defense play well for you? You know, because I, I think they played well in terms of not letting Carolina move efficiently in the red zone. Okay. Like they, can, they ran up and down the field, but when it came time to try and get a turnover in the red zone or limit them to a field goal attempt okay. or, you know, keep them out. Um, I mean, Carolina's not designed to put up 400 yards, but they can. Sure. And I think, I think our line put pressure on Cam once they've yep. figured out that, oh, my gosh, he might keep it on the quarterback read option. Okay. Um, so I think they adjusted well, and in the second half, I think gave me some confidence going forward. Good. And I, Lee, will, Lee will play better. Good. I mean, that's just that's guaranteed. Offensively, what, we ran 60, 70 plays, and I want to say – 50 of them were unsuccessful. And I think each unsuccessful play, you could point to a different factor, whether it be a penalty, a missed block, a missed assignment, a bad quarterback throw, a bad read, a bad play call. So I think when folks are like, it's all coaching. Well, it's partly coaching. It's all the quarterback. Well, it's partly the quarterback. Right. Um, What, and again, you don't just stroll into Carolina and expect to punch those guys in the mouth. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't happen. You fight, and we were close, but we didn't bring it home. Yep. What I want to see that I think is, that needs to be a little different, when in 2016, when we were successful, mm-hmm. 
and when we've played successful games since then, it's predicated on being ahead of the chains right. so that defenses can't key on what we're going to do on second and third downs. Correct. Because they've got enough film on Prescott to know what he can and can't do, what he likes and what he doesn't. And so if coordinators on second and third down can stop what's easy for him, it creates problems. And one thing I didn't like was that on early downs, we run straight into the strength of the Carolina front. True. And they, they've been running on first got, down for three years yeah, now. I mean, yeah. that's what they do. And, and, and we, do it, we do it more than anybody else in the league, which is fine. And I think that with Travis Frederick and maybe even a Ron Leary, you can probably match up with anybody. But with a serviceable Joe Looney and a rookie Connor Williams, I don't know if it's the same line. Fair point. And, and so what I'd like to see is more of that spread running attack on first down. So Because when you, when you get in shotgun 11, I think you limit your options to the point where the defense can say, well, let's make Dak throw to the sideline and see if he can connect. Versus being able to run Zeke for a couple yards, that makes your second down more manageable, and that makes your third down a position where you can say, all right, D coordinator, are we running here or are we throwing? And that's what we couldn't do against Carolina. You can't just run it at Snacks Harrison next weekend and expect Looney and and um, Williams to be able to yep. push him around like yep. a Frederick and a Leary could, yep. in my opinion. Okay. And, and so that's what I want to see. Good luck, guys. Enjoy the rest all of the All right. Week. Good call, Matt. Thanks. Howie, you on board with all that, Mick? He makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Because I've been saying this for two, three years. You go two tight ends, go three tight ends, what are you doing? You might as well have one of those signs on the restaurant that says E-A-T, eat. Mm-hmm. This one says R-U-N, run. Yeah. You know? Blinking. And, and stubborn. Yeah. Now, I understand the identity thing. We want to be physical. We sure. want to run the ball. But you don't have to tip your hand. Yeah. So how about three tight ends, play action, and throw it 80 yards? I don't even care if it's incomplete. Yeah, the Giants just did that. On show th- them you'll do it. Just Giants, did that on, Giants did that on third and one the other day. <laughs> they just, did. They went they went three wides, packed it and faked it, and then threw it down, threw it down the field. And almost almost pulled it off. Uh, let me ask you guys this question then: Does this team need to be more of a college offense? Because they need, do they need to go back and do in the read option stuff and just go ahead and run Dak Prescott on the read option stuff and. Are you going to really develop a quarterback that way, or are you play into the strength of what you have right now? It, it, my question makes sense. Buddy, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, if you're trying to develop him as a pocket passer, is that the wrong approach to take with this guy? Well, I think for his longevity, well, that's what I'm saying. This is this is better than. I mean, you are, saw, you, are you going to are you are you wasting him trying to make him a pocket passer? Or should you go ahead and say, you, you know what? You need to win games now. Yeah. And so but, you okay, got so, to play but long, I understand what you're saying, but there's this this idea that when he gets outside the pocket and he's running, he throws the ball better. Well, that's not what happened with Blake Jarwin. No. That's, right? No. Jarwin so, didn't help him, but I understand. I understand. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. A lot of times when he's outside no. the pocket, he's not setting his feet and he's not throwing the ball accurately. So I'm okay with the run op- the run option deals, mixing those in, okay. but not a steady diet of it. Okay, but that's what I'm saying. Because though. I know right. who my backup quarterback is. That's But there, there we go again. If you play to his strength of him being a mobile quarterback, 
Are you are you you're running are, the risk? You run the risk, and and, and I don't want to it hear is, that. But does that does that make the offense better? It does. I think it does because you do play to his strengths. Coach John, our buddy in Lufkin, tweeted that they he he saw them read the run zone read seven times in the game, but Carolina snuffed it out and forced him to yeah hand the ball off instead sure. of him discipline discipline yeah. defense yeah well so, but how did they score the touchdown it was a it option. was an option yeah. option play it was it well designed well designed they, they got, they got too, a good they, the got a, they got a good block on the outside it but no creative. I'm, just, I'm yeah i'm just there you go i'm yeah, anyway, <laughs> i'm just asking them no i i see your are point are we are we asking are we are we sacrificing Dak Prescott are we not are we not making Dak Prescott the best player he can be because we're asking him to do something he's not capable of doing? I think he is he is capable of doing what they're asking him to do. The problem is these other variables, meeting a Carolina defense yeah. <laughs> when under duress, it's it's very diff it's it's a difficult transition. If you're talking about making him a pocket passer, okay. It's it's got to it's got to be baby steps as far as that goes, you know. It's he's got you got to incorporate both into the game plan. I mean, you know? when you get yourself in second and seventeen, no, one option doesn't work. I understand. I'm just saying they'll say, yeah, hand it off. I'm we don't saying, care. Maybe on the first down run though, if it's not a penalty or not a sack or whatever, but if they if it's a well, can they stay ahead of the change with him playing read option football? Can they? Do they need to be a college offense? Were they a college offense in 2016? I think they yeah. had a little bit of that. They did have that, some of I that. I think they yeah. did yeah. have some of that. My question on that, have defensive coordinators taken a lot of that stuff away now, knowing that they that's what they like to do? Like, for instance, there and I don't remember specifically when it was, there was it was either a waggle or a bootleg yeah. uh, where the defensive end just crashed in on yeah. Dak and he had no place to go. And he, he threw it short. To the tight end, it he threw it a, in the ground on purpose, right? Well, there was, was one, it that the one? There was a completion there's, there's a to the tight end. Of them they had. There was a couple they for tried a to run one a yard loss or yeah. something. A couple yeah. of waggles where they didn't, you know. Carolina's linebackers and safeties, and Brian's talked about it. They did such a good ball, job of flowing to the ball yeah. and just shutting down anything on the edge on the outside. Well, of the it's first it's half. like they they got to stay at home. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. and if they stay at home, well, you saw and, what Dallas did. Mickey's right. He read you the numbers. Once Dallas started playing a little bit better disciplined defense, they were able to kind of control. But right. I just okay if if you need to if you want to make Dak Prescott a better quarterback, do you play to his strengths and that's let him run the ball and damn him getting hurt? I don't think you want a steady diet of it because they will do what we saw in the game. They 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 started cutting off that the 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 rollouts, the reverse boot to the right, throw they, on the run. Yeah, but they never really got running. And they, they only got running when they got into 11 personnel. So do you play 11 personnel, forget the tight ends, and just say, okay, we're going to spread you out. And, and, and Bill, you watch it every week at Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. How do they move the ball? Their quarterback runs the ball. I think he had 90-something yards rushing the other day in that game. Do you realize, and I looked when I saw this, Dak's quarterback rating was 18th yeah. after one week? Mm-hmm. There were 16 quarterbacks in the league that had a worst, a worse quarterback rating. Manning, Carr, Roethlisberger, Bradford, yeah. Ryan, Foles, and Stafford were among those 16 that played worse than were they he all, did. Were those all losses too, by the way? Give me the quarterbacks again. Carr, that's loss. a loss. Roethlisberger, a tie. That's tie. a loss because it was Cleveland. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, Bradford, loss, Arizona loss. loss. Ryan, loss. loss. Thursday night. Foles won barely by the skin yeah. of their teeth. Right. And Stafford got week. creamed. Loss. Mm. That might cost the head coach's job. I'll stop. One game. Here we go. Here we I go. Fired well, what do you think quarters. these other cities are saying right now? No. <laughs> How about the ones I, with the new coaches again, that were all fired up and I, every I one of them you. got their butts beat? I got you. But fans are looking back. They don't see a lot. They don't know what they have in their skill positions. Bad teams for new coaches, I guess. Bad teams. Yeah, that's they, why they're there, right? And they're, and they're seeing continuation of some problems last year. And so, look, they Jason Garrett said they got to find a way to fix this and get some things offensively that they can go to they know will work. Yeah, and, and throw the slant pass to Gallup, hand the ball to Zeke, throw the ball to Beasley. There's your given. Okay. Dak, Dak run. Dak right. and Dak Lerner. Brian's all in on it. Let's no, no, do it. I, I'm just trying to figure out ways. No, I, I, hear I, you. I mean, if offensively, if you, you know, we, you might have to sacrifice the healthier quarterback for this offense to run better. I think a lot of that has to do with while the defense is playing. Like, are they over pursuing? Sure. Then okay, l- let me get them out there. That's yeah. how Cam made it work, right? Right. Yeah. Fooled them a couple times, and, more and, than once, and they planned on it. The yeah. Cowboys were over going to pursue. All right, over got, gonna pursue. Is over that all gonna like pursue. One, one word. That's you, a good way to end it. You left Garoppolo off that list of of quarterbacks too. Yeah, who but was he's the, not who established. This, he just no, got but established he was financially. He was lost. a savior. Oh, that's he was right. The reason San Francisco was going to have a turnaround year. Five and one now as a starter, right? Or six right. and one? Uh, not anymore. Yeah. The NFL's a strange lady, right, Brian? Absolutely. We're finding that out more and more. We'll see what the Cowboys do this Sunday. We'll be back tomorrow, though, to continue breaking things down. Bill will be back in the captain's chair. Thanks to Ken for producing, and uh, we'll see you guys on Thursday. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?